Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book Two, Chapter Five Being Heard. All right, Darwin, you're off to go do some exercises, some calisthenics. Do you have a partner to do this with? Is there someone you train with? Yeah. Not necessarily a monk, but just someone, you know, who can be there and help you work out. Uh, maybe one of the our new guards I might have befriended. There is Ingrid, the one whom Liana bound you with. Oh, yeah. She's definitely feeling closer to you. Let's see if she wants because to of do that whole calisthenics. Yeah. As a mercenary, she also likes to keep her skills up. Are we still bound like they were? Not if you don't want to be. I mean... The only reason Liana had to go down there and do that specifically with Vale is because Vale was in prison. You had the whole night to decide whether or not you wanted to be unbound. Got it. I probably would have unbound at some point. Okay. Then you're no longer divinely bound. But I could still go see if she wants to do some calisthenics. Yeah. She's been in your head. Or she knows how yoga. you think. Sure, she'll do some yoga. All right. You and Ingrid go off and train. Arnis. Yes. You head downstairs. Yes. To the holding cell where Colonel Faybrook is located, still in his armor, unarmed. His weapon is over with the rest of the, like, held possessions that they keep from prisoners. In that storage closet you hid in once. Do you remember that storage closet? It's in there. Colonel Faybrook's big sword is in there. I hate that storage closet. (sighs) Bad things happened. Okay. You wanted to see me, Colonel? Though, so you know, I'm not in the habit of being summoned by prisoners. There's nobody down here, right? Do I need to, like, make this weird show of, like... There can be nobody down here. Yeah, there's nobody down here. I, I assume that there's nobody down here. Like, if I'm down here, like, I'll watch him. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm not making a big show of, like, dude, I'm not your minion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Artis, it's fail. I, yeah. Okay. Make sure you understood what was going on. I'm you, a moron. You understand the captain's dead, right? I assumed. Okay. <laughs> so. I assumed he wasn't going to be taken alive. Before so. we move further anymore, I want to confirm you still want to set up the democracy in this town. You still want to let this town be its own town. You want to defend it from the crown when the crown arrives. I, well, I guess we don't really have a choice. Well, I mean, we can always go with Darvin's plan. We could just leave. I mean, I do ultimately want to leave. 
I mean, I suppose the crown's gonna be here shortly, so I don't see why we wouldn't stay and spend <laughs> The DM's nodding vigorously. You um, already knew through your interactions with well, the real Colonel Faybrook that the military was on their so way. So yeah. the choices I see at hand are defend the town or let the crown take it and not be here when the crown arrives. Those are kind of the two choices I see, unless you see another choice. Uh, I feel like we got the town into this mess. We should help. Does the town want our help? That's what I'm, I'm giving you one last out to commit to full-on war against the crown. Well, we're already in it at this point, right? I mean, like, if we're going to go down, we either go down running for our lives or we go down actually, like, fighting the fight that we started, right? True. I mean, those are the options, right? That, that, those are the options. I can, We can know. run and take, you could take on a pseudonym, I could take on a new visage, and we could be out of here. But I'm me. I can't be, like... I can't just be somebody new. I only know how to be a bard, and so then there'd you be can some be a bard. bard. You can give yourself a new name. Yeah, but give I... yourself something new. But okay, cool. Then we're staying. But, but I have some thoughts on how to defend the city. I. What are you? Are you planning on like quote unquote changing sides at some point? That is part of one of multiple plans I have. <laughs> There's multiple plans? Yeah, I've got a couple ideas. Okay, well, just give me the best one. Because I'm not a military strategist. I don't know what I'm doing. Well... And you got me into the this. The reason I have multiple plans is because there's multiple things that can happen here. I mean, plan A would be you turn the tan- town over and we walk out, we're like, whatever. Alright? Because that's the easiest. We go, our bad, and we leave. Um, They're not going to let us leave. No, no, to the town, and then we disappear before the, cr- the, king, the crown gets here. Oh, I was like, yeah, the crown is not going to let us leave. However, we want to stay and try and put this free state of gray in action. We need a plan to, to be able to defend it against a force that will most likely be significantly larger and more powerful than ours. Okay. I th- think we can, through a little time convince the remaining members of the captain's force to join you between me playing out the captain joining you and explaining a understandable and logical reason why the captain would choose to support you. The next option is convincing the incoming force that the captain hasn't changed sides, that he's providing them a secret and safe passage into the town that will set them up for a trap, and then preparing that trap. That's sneaky pants. Well, that's my specialty. Did you wake up and put on your sneaky pants this morning? <laughs> no, I put on this armor I can't figure out how to walk around in. Yeah, how are you going to fight in it? I have a figurehead in this armor. I can barely walk around in it. That's kind in of In fact, funny. it wouldn't be a bad idea if you decided that the captain shouldn't have his armor and should be put in regular clothing. That's kind of funny. You look weird. <laughs> can we get past my appearance, please? <laughs> Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> well, that all sounds like a good idea. Cool. How, how are you going to do that? Well, I have a thorough plan for the trap, but I'm not quite sure I'm going to need your and Darvin's help to figure out how to convince the a logical way in which, why the captain would join your side and that would also convince all of his constituents or his military service to not just join you, but fight for you. I don't think that what I used on that teenager this morning is would work on the captain. 
Oh, there were protesters outside yeah. screaming about freeing you. I talked with one of them. Maybe made a little bit of headway. What Who about knows? inviting them to a public forum where we have a conversation and we come to an understanding and I choose to join your quorum? You want to get all these bitches in a room together? Why not? Because they might kill me with sticks. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure or out Or some such other I need to know and understand better The captain and his motivation So I can help explain better Why he would join you Okay, how, how, how can I help with that? Well, you could order His house uh, seized and bring me any journals or anything that they can figure out. So did we just say cash to do that? I just tend already... to get me writings, writings. Yeah, so, who bring okay. you journals and okay, stuff? Cool. I mean, th- don't well, worry about that. I was uh, like, wait, wait a minute, are I've you got, telling me? I've to got do cash it? on an errand that should help, but I'm going to need some time. I also want to study his handwriting. Yeah, I figured that was what was going <laughs> yeah. on there. <laughs> so the plan I have that I think is the attack plan, the one I have better formed out, um, is to spring a trap in the Stone Pass. Well, yeah. Historically, right, logically, the only way a force like ours, which will be significantly smaller and less powerful, to succeed will be to funnel them all into an area where our numbers are actually... Yeah, you're going to sparta them. I get it. And I think also (laughs) setting up a series of... Of, you know, Even though that doesn't exist in this universe. Avalanche type traps and, you know, those sorts of things will help too. I need to oh, so you're going to Ewok them. Perfect. A little bit of that. A little bit of maybe some oil on the ground and some explosive barrels. It also does We'll half-life them a little too. <laughs> Big red explosive barrels. Just all over. Um, it's the plan, right? I don't know. Red traps mean explosion. Uh, I write them a letter explaining that we, the free soldiers of Karami have forged a secret path up the hill for the king's men to come into the middle of the town while you have sent all of your men to protect the gates because that's the logical place for them to come in. Meanwhile, the gates will be a puppet force or some sort of force that looks like a full force but isn't a full force. Maybe we get all of, you know, the town's poor kids to stand at the gate um, and look like they're soldiers, but all of our soldiers and all of our men are lying in wait on a stone pass to kill the king's men. To make sure Humpty Dumpty doesn't get back together again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're all over the place in this conversation. Yeah, that's we fine. are. Oh. That's so pretty, that's what I got. That's pretty good. So basically we're waiting for cash. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be back shortly. That won't take him long. No. Okay. Is there anything it else they... wouldn't also hurt to figure out where the rest of the captain's men are Aren't and they... see if we can't... Are they out there back further in the... Yeah. Yeah. They're out there somewhere. We'll find out a way to get word to them so that... When... Oh, not that I don't assume that when I change sides, word won't get to them. That's what I got. Okay. The final plan would be, if none of that works, to kill me. And then take away my power and send my men into disarray because they want to believe What? Isn't that what's happening now? With you being all, like, arrested and stuff? They might be, you know, planning to break me free. Oh. Which, if they do, you should just take me and then I can convince them to join your side. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, is there anything else either of you need from each other? Nope. Nope. Okay. Hey, Darvin. Hey. You and Ingrid are out doing calisthenics, some training. Right. Where are you doing this? I don't know, somewhere, like, remote-ish. I don't want, like, the whole town watching me doing calisthenics, you know? Yeah. You do it in this room. Actually, yeah, that's not bad idea. Yeah, I was going to ask, is this indoors somewhere within the royal house, or are you on the grounds outside somewhere? I kind of like on the grounds outside somewhere, but he's right, throne room is probably, I mean, 
doesn't get a lot of use right now, right? Yeah. It's just whenever the three of you are in there. But if you wanted to close it off for your calisthenics, you certainly could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's nondescript, easy to not get. Yeah, it's probably best. Excellent. Because that's probably the first place these people would go. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, Darv, you and Ingrid are doing your calisthenics. What is this? Is this stretching and just aerobic exercises? Is there sparring involved? What's up? Maybe light sparring, mostly stretching and aerobics, like, you know, crazy monk flip mm-hmm. stuff. Ingrid is not so crazy aerobically. Uh, right, right. But, but we'll certainly help you out with the sparring, and she will be doing some shadow sword play while you're jumping off the walls somewhere. <laughs> it's like Ninja Cat and shit. Yeah. And it's while the two of you are in the middle of this that there's a very loud bang on the door. And from the other side of the door, you hear Nashi's voice. Hey, we we got somebody who wants to talk to you guys. Are you in there? I, I, I hope so, because the door's locked. Dish, 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 dish. Anybody? Crap. Fine. I don't want to leave them hanging. Does the door have a people? Do you want there to be a people? <laughs> yeah. Then there's one. I want to look out and see if I can tell who it is. You see Nashi and Sam, and... Yeah, they would not have their hood up at this point. Standing behind the pair of them is Colston. Oh. Alone. Okay, I'll open the door. That's fine. All right. Nashi and Sam explain to you. This guy came up after the little uh, student whatever shouting uh, sign fest. I don't know. Uh, anyways, he says he's got some information for you you might want to know about. I, I, you wouldn't tell me. Sam's like, yeah, you wouldn't tell us. You want to talk to him? Sure, sure. Come in. Okay. And uh, do you sit on the throne? No. Okay. <laughs> that would be very Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Sam and Nashi walk in. Sniffins is, of course, at Sam's side. And walking out in front of the two of them is Colston. He's not shaved since the last time you've seen him, so he actually has a bit of a beard going on. Hey, Colston, you're looking good. <laughs> Thanks, Darwin. I... I haven't had much time to keep up personal appearances. Been on the road a lot. It suits you. Thanks. I got some information for you, but it's not free. Hmm. What's the cost? I want to see my wife. I just want to see her. Where is she again? Wait, do we have her? In the, is she in the jail cell She somewhere? is somewhere. Vale. Hmm. Where's Lorraine being kept? Uh, in the guild. Okay. So the guild is currently being stationed out of one of the mansions on the east side. Mm-hmm. They are converting it into their base of operations. Mm-hmm. So she's being held there in one of the yeah. rooms. Okay. Would you have shared this information with your compatriots? No. Who knows where she's at? The guild. Okay. Sorry, Darwin. It's all good. <laughs> I gotta give Vale their agency on this matter because yeah. it's definitely their personal yeah. affair. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, yep. Let me see my wife. I'll tell you everything I know. I've got to be honest with you. I don't know where she is. Really? Yeah. You guys came in and took over the city. You had her with you. You tell me you lost her? No, 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 no. We didn't lose her, but, you know, Vale's business is Vale's business. (sighs) Where's Vale at? Can I talk to them? If you can find them. You don't... mm. I don't know where they're at, clearly. You would know better than I. Believe it or not, I haven't seen Vale in. I'm sure they're around somewhere. 
They always are, but I haven't seen them in, what, like a couple days, a week, since the whole... A day. It it was yesterday that you fought with them. I haven't seen Vale since yesterday. (laughs) If I see him, I can let him know you're asking. Can you... Then I'm afraid I can't tell you what I know. Sure, of course you can't, but can you give me a selling point, like... How would you describe the information without, you know, actually giving it away because you can't do that? It pertains to your personal safety. My personal safety? And that of your friends, yes. Okay. I'm not the threat, just so you know. I figured. He is wearing his sword and shield, but he is not wielding them. Well, uh, if you do find them, if you do want to cut a deal... Oh, what was the name of that place? Um, what was the name of the inn that you sent Earl Earl to? It was something about a shield, the broken shield. Sounds right. Maybe. Well, if you need me, if you want my information, you come find me. He will tell you where he's staying. It is an inn on the west side of town. Okay. I will talk to Vale as soon as I can. Okay. Colston heads out. What do you do? Well, I don't know where Vale is. Uh, it's probably at this time that Arnis comes up from the cells. So you've got access to Arnis. Oh, hey, Arnis. Hey, buddy. Um. What's up? So, I just saw Colston. How's he doing? You know, he seems good. He's sporting a little growth on the face. It looks good on him. Anyway, he had some kind of proposition for us. Which was what? Oh, you know, he wants to see his wife. In exchange for information about our personal safety. Remind me who Colston's wife is here. Colston's wife is Lorraine. Right, that's right. Colston's the former Karami guard with one eye now. Player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player player needed a reminder. I figured it'd been a while since you guys interacted with him. And he's Darwin's contact anyways. He wants to see his wife in exchange for information? Pretty much. He said information about our personal safety, the three of us, I think. He said he was not the threat, to which I said, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) the guy is maybe not the wisest way to go. Eh. Our personal safety... That's what he said. And he wants to see his wife? Like, just see her. Not... That's what he said. Phil's never gonna allow that anyway. But I told him I'd pass the word, so I guess that's what I'm doing. I'm interested in what information it has. You're passing it to me, assuming that I have seen Vale more recently than you? Or that you will see Vale more unrecently than I do. I said unrecently. Yeah, start with a wordsmith. My, uh... Arnis' brain needs a moment to catch up. Okay. I haven't seen Vale recently, so, uh... Do I have any idea if Darwin is in on this plan with... Fabric, does he know? You don't know, because nobody told either of you. So I'm trying to, like, keep it as, I guess, under wraps as possible. I mean, I suppose I could tell him, and it wouldn't matter. Um, Wait, isn't Sam still here? Or is it just... Yeah, Sam's still here. And who else? Nashi. And Sniffins. Don't forget Sniffins. And what about the, the, you know... Ingrid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's sitting down against the wall, having some water, recovering from your calisthenics. Darwin, let's you and me take a walk. Let's do it. <laughs> so many walks. I enjoy a good walk. All right, let's west wing this shit up. <laughs> What's going say, on? Walk this and is, talk. This is my second one today. <laughs> Whatever. 
Um, my intention is to kind of walk around, but ultimately to go down to the cells. To Colonel Faybrook? Yeah. Okay. You get there. Whatever guard is down there, I go. We're good here. I'll call you back down. It's Munslow, the tarnished hand member that you were bound with, Arnis. He gives you a, a good smile, clasps your shoulder a little bit. A little bit extra familiar, <laughs> because he's been in your head. Did you have Liana break the connection between you and Munslow? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe you might enjoy it. No, I'm good. I don't need anybody else in there. We have enough going on in there. All right. He walks off. Uh, Darvin. Vale. Oh, hey, Vale. <laughs> Darvin. You want to fill him in? I figured it would be easier if you did it than if I did it. Uh, I have to do it again. No, no, no. Not you. Vale. Oh, that. We can totally shorthand this because everybody's was at the table when all these points were right. discussed, if you want. So, you fill Darvin in on the plan. Mm-hmm. Darvin will fill you in on on the... The Colston situation. Should we call it the indecent proposal? <laughs> How is it indecent? He wants to see his wife, and that's indecent. Oh, I guess that's about, like, eating babies, so maybe that's not... It's fine. It's fine. Do you both share everything you know with each other? Yeah, I share with him the entire plan. <laughs> All right, you guys are both caught up to speed. Let's get right down to it. Mm-hmm. Darvin has filled you in on the situation mm-hmm. with Colston. Yeah. Darvin, what do you do? Not posing it as a question so much as it just FYI so you know, because Darvin thinks he knows how Bale is going to react, and he would rather not presume anything. Mm-hmm. Colston came to talk to me. He said he had information for us, but there is a price. So I asked him what the price is, and said he wants to see his wife. The information, all I would say is it pertains to our personal safety, that there is some kind of threat he knows about. That's the extent of the situation. From here, that's all you. Do with that what you will. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So, um, that's a price we won't be paying. I figured. Probably understand that. Okay. Just so somebody said it, are we at all concerned about this potential threat that he's mentioning? I mean, I mean, we know we've got an army coming, so that's maybe it's moot. He might have more information on is whether or not the Writers Guild was going to come and attack us. The who? Oh, the Indelible Truth. The, oh, media, the media Guild. guild. The media Guild. Right. I mean, by the time the King's Army is done with us, who cares what they do to us? There's not really going to be anything of us left, right? So, so at it that doesn't. Point. So it doesn't really matter. So no deal is to be struck. No deal. Deal or no deal. No, no deal. deal. <laughs> all right. What do you do with the rest of the day? Well, since we're all together... I go visit the creepy room under the throne I room. was going to suggest yeah. <laughs> Okay, Finally. not what I thought was going to happen. Colonel, you staying in jail? No, they're going to take me with them. Mm, I think I have to leave you there. Uh, uh, what? You're going to end up wanting me, you know that, right? Yeah, but I think I have to leave you there. Why? I can't, because I can't come up with a justifiable reason why we would let Colonel Faberg out of jail to investigate a room under the throne. We're taking him for a walk. We're having high-level negotiations. And we're putting him up in a nicer room because he's not a prisoner. <laughs> All right, fine. You with us. He's agreed to work with us. He's no longer a prisoner. So at this point, if people ask, has he already switched sides? Has he's he already agreed talks. to be on the city council? We're in, he's, he's in negotiations. Talks. All right. Do you leave him armored? No. Don't want to be in this armor anymore. <laughs> okay. You guys are in charge here, so if the two of you say Colonel Faybrook is cool to walk around, and he's not visibly armed in any way, yeah, people are going to allow it. Oh, all right. Yeah, I guess that's fair. 
it's not like cool. you're somebody else is in charge here. What That's you say right. goes. That's right. You have to remember that you guys have the power. Matt, I've got the power. Okay. Yeah, I forget sometimes I'm in charge. It's not a thing. Well, the three of you are definitely in charge. You head to the display room underneath the throne room, which was previously locked, boarded up. Since this room had been unveiled, the doors have been unbarricaded, unlocked, the hallways have been cleared, although not many people have been coming down here. They've repaired the floor, certainly, of the throne room, so people came down here to do that. The only one to spend any significant amount of time down in this room has been Ulwan, because this is very familiar to him. In fact, he's down there now. He can help explain this whole situation to you if you want. I would love that, because this room freaks me out a little. Well, he can't explain the whole room. I misspoke. He can explain to you the little green fire. Mm, that's a start. Okay. And at first glance, this, again, immediately reminds you of the fire that was burning under the playground in the city of Earl. Mm. What questions do you have? What is the little green fire? Yeah, I'd say that's the first one. <laughs> oh, the, the fire. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of like what we have in Earl. It's smaller, though. Doesn't burn quite so bright, but uh, in Earl we called it a bulb, you know, like a flower, and it's it's what we used to power the si- well the playground in Earl. Anyways, we could have powered more, but the playground takes a lot of energy, and it's also what I used to you know, make the toys for the playground. Could certainly make more. They would work in the vicinity of it. So it's highly magical. Oh, it's definitely, definitely, it's so magical, it's so very magical. Yes. Any idea why it's here? No, I don't even know why the one in Earl is there. It's just there. It was just, it's just been there. It was there before I showed up. How long have you been there? Um, I was in Earl for... I've never got to know Oh, I've been in Earl for, I don't know, probably like 50 or 60 years before you guys showed up. But I mean, even according to Earl, that had already been there. Ask him if there's any way to know if it's, uh... Powering anything in this town? You can ask him that. You're there. Feel weird asking him questions. I mean, is there is there any way to know Olwan if it's currently powering anything? Um, it's a good question. It's not a question I thought you guys would bring. Well, yeah, anything that's powered by it drains on it. It's how I knew, you know, not to make more toys, or you know, we can only have so many rooms in the playground. Um, doesn't seem to be in use right now. It's just here. Hmm. It's hmm. odd. Have you learned anything else about this room since you've been down here? I mean, I looked at the items they had in the, the cases. They all, they're all pretty boring. Nothing magical about them. So... I wouldn't know what else to look for unless I don't know, you had anything specific. So just, like, artifacts from the town is what's down here. Yeah. I guess we can take a look at them ourselves. They've got placards on them if you want to know more. (laughs) I didn't memorize them all. Cool. Yeah, of course not. So could you use this fire to make magical things for us in this town? Yes. But they wouldn't work more than... I don't think they would work outside of this building. It's not a big fire. If you make it, it's a smaller bulb. If you make a giant laser on top of the building, it can still shoot things across the town. Lasers. <laughs> they want sharks with lasers on their heads. <laughs> hmm. All right. I want to take a look at the stuff. Yeah. Okay. I want to see some of the stuff in the room. 
You take a look around at the stuff in the room. <laughs> One of the items that was down here was a mirrored shield. Its placard, among other things, denote that it was a shield of reflecting, a magic item used to turn attacks back on whoever, uh, to turn attacks back on their wielders. Has a reclamation date on it, early in the fifth age. There's a matching set of earrings. These were earrings of fair face, said to increase the charisma and appearance of whoever donned them. Again, an early reclamation date. Sorry, a reclamation date early in the fifth age. You should try this on. Yeah. What if they're wearing um, pierced ears? Pierced your ears. I got a dagger. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't. You're not armed right You've now. You've got a dagger. I hold up your dagger. Vale still has their denouement <laughs> blade. Dagger. That was never removed. Never removed. Yeah, and there's a number of other items down here, display cases with placards, that seem to denote these are magical items. But as Ulwan said, nothing down here is magic. So these were magical items, but they're charged. But they're not magical anymore. <laughs> they all have a reclamation date, sometime within the first. 30 years of the Fifth Age. Reclamation? Meaning they were taken back from whoever had them? Or taken from indigenous peoples and claimed as reclaimed. Mm-hmm. I say dip them in the magic flame and see what happens. Yeah. Well, why don't I ask Olwan if that works? <laughs> so, Olwan, it looks like these items used to be magical. Very possibly. Could you make them magical again by kind of dunking them in this magic weird flame thing? <laughs> it's not dunking. There's a whole lot more to it than that. Please. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm, like, I know how to use magic, but I, this is weird to me, so I don't. Yeah. It's, I could try to help you uh, restore some of their magical properties. I can't guarantee it would be all of them, and it would only be within this building. But if you just dunk it in the fire, as you say, oh, um, that would probably just destroy it. Okay, I'm... Uh-huh. I'm being dead dying. But but it's good we know that. (laughs) Let's try it to be sure. Why don't you dip your sword in there and see what happens? And then with one of these items. Um, No, my sword is cool. Dip your sword in there. See what happens. (laughs) Do you guys say that out loud? Probably. Is your sword magic, Darwin? The one will ask. Well, ish. I mean, yeah. Well, that might work a little bit better then. What do you mean? But, okay, well, I'm assuming it works like the one in Earl. We're not dipping but, the sword in the fire. In Earl, you remember we had signs on the fire? Near the fire? Um, Please. Do not put things in me. Do not put things in me. Well, there were two things that, in Earl at least, we never wanted to do with the fire. With the bulb. Turn it off. Because I don't know how we would start it back up again. And that would have just destroyed the playground. No fun for anybody. Who wants that? The other one was no magic items. Because if you put something magical into the bulb, there's a real good chance it's just going to absorb everything. Putting out the fire, but taking it with it. Wait, so it could make my sword more magic? Maybe. But it would put out the fire. Yes. Which we want to keep going. I don't know. I'm just saying it's potentially a one-time thing. Got it. We might have a use for more green fire. Especially if you wanted a playground here. A small one. Or a 
Laser cannon. <laughs> laser cannon. I'm liking his laser cannon idea more and more. <laughs> How did they defeat the king's army? A laser, laser cannon. Laser cannon on the roof of the palace. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. Oh, you know you like the idea. Let's talk about the laser cannon idea with Arwen. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Conceptually, could you use the magic of the fire to create a projectile weapon? Like a bow? Yeah. I think I can make a magic bow. Like a really big one. It fires really, really dangerous arrows. I'm used to making toys. Like, um, like sticky arrows? Like, uh, uh, let's see, what else could he do? Um, Did you make a trebuchet like, with it? A trebuchet? That'd that's, be cool. That's very big. <laughs> that's very big. I mean, fancy arrows, yeah, that's not a problem. We've got, we've got, like, Blinding arrows in the playground, and deafening arrows, and um, sickening arrows. Like, a bunch of real, like, green arrow bullshit here. Yeah, right. I want a trebuchet, David. Because I want to yell, trebuchet! <laughs> that would take so much more time. Okay, well, there goes that idea. It's Those are so big. How about, like, a ballista? Smaller than a trebuchet. Probably. Not it on the roof? Yeah. <laughs> Scott's like, what color are these guys You'll notice I've stopped contributing to this conversation. They give him something to do, at least. Unless you've got something else for him to do. Old one? Yeah. We could try dipping my sword in the fire, but that would put the fire out. Let me ask this question. Why are we concerned about giving old one something to do? Do we care? <laughs> he seems oh, okay. to sort of be chilling. I'm not down gonna lie, here. this may be Chris and not Vale wanting a magical trebuchet on the top of their home. Just saying. <laughs> that it would takes be so cool. much time. Okay, at okay. least at least we're being honest now. I'll be honest. About what about what's actually happening here. I'm used to making, you know, handheld weapons and horses and things like that. Okay. Uh, trebuchets are very big. Could probably do it. It might just take a while. Still, might be worth exploring rigging some kind of trap, like to protect the immediate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doors that open up to enter, like portals to other worlds, or something. Yeah. Oh, it's a portal technology doesn't work anymore. Right. But still, trap. Maybe just when the as front door opens, if it's not the right person, they go right into a jail cell and they're stuck there. Yes. <laughs> Magical doors. We could be like the witches from Mystery House. Yes. Old one, thank you for your time and for your information. Oh, We're going to leave you alone now. No problem, sir. Let me know if you want, if you want me to try anything out with this bulb. I don't mind, really. I did it all the time in Earl. He's trying to get one of the magic items down here working again. See if you can get the uh, earrings of charisma working. Okay. We're going to go stop making crazy suggestions now. But magical trebuchet! Come along, gentlemen. <laughs> Remember your Colonel Favorite. I know. <laughs> Remember that. Colonel Favorite would be all about magical trebuchets. Colonel Favorite would know his way around a trebuchet. I don't think he's as, he would be as into that idea as Vale slash Chris is. No, probably Very not. Much Chris wanting a magical trebuchet. If it could afford him a tactical advantage, the Colonel would be all about it. He would be down with a very practical, mundane trebuchet because he knows how to work one. Magic? I don't know. Maybe. Let's leave all one alone now. Is there anything else you want to do today? No. I need to... Well, I guess I should put this guy back in his cell. 
Okay. You should probably stay in your cell at least one more night. I want to get the uh, letters from uh, yeah. What's his face and start studying his writing and cadence yeah. and all the stuff. I need to be able to create forgeries. By the time you wrap up with Ulwan in the bowl room, Kashmirol has returned with just a sack full of journals and letters. Cool. Like That's what I do during my free time now. <laughs> vale, you have Colonel Faybrook's writings. Darwin and Arnis, anything else you want to do tonight? Nope. Nope. Okay. Morning comes. No, wait. I need to... Mm, I can't do that right now. Vale. I mean, not yeah. Vale. Arnis. I was like, you're looking at me, but you're not talking to me. Yeah. Arnis, you learned the spell mending for a reason. <gasps> do we want to do that now? Yes. Because we're quickly approaching a point where we may not be able to get to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to... Yes, please. Okay. Arnis. You learned the spell Mending for a reason. Yep. Let's go back to your room, where you pick up your fancy loot. Fancy creepy loot. Creepy loot is creepy. And attempt to use it to cast Mending on your dad's loot. Mm-hmm. What is the song like that you play for Mending? I assume it's very short, but tell me what it's like. Actually, wait, how long does Mending take to cast? I'm assuming it's at most a minute, if mm-hmm. not an action. It's a minute. Okay. Um... It's a short little song where the like there's a melody and then like a counter melody and they kind of weave in and out of each other. This this like action it. right here is terrible radio. Um, I like it. No, your hands are doing opposing waveforms. Yeah. Where things interact. So the melody and the counter melody kind of weave in and out of each other. Yeah. As if they're putting each other back together. Nobody <laughs> cares. The music weaves itself like braided hair. Yeah, I found it to be clever. <laughs> clever. No one else cares. That character is very clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, hey, yeah, whatever, kid. <laughs> Here, go play with the rock. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Darwin, from his room somewhere in the royal house, cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just sits up in bed like he was almost asleep, and he goes. I care. <laughs> <laughs> back down and goes back Exactly what he does. <laughs> but you start playing this song, and the counter melody is overtaken by the alto voice of your lute. Yeah, and about halfway through, the voice has been singing along, ah, and all that, and then it realizes what you're trying to do, and it stops. You're playing the strings. The melody part's coming out, but the counter melody is not. Ahem. No. What? You're doing this song all wrong. And even if you were doing it right, I'm not. I'm not gonna help you put me down. You can talk? (laughs) If I can sing, I can talk. I. What? So. Uh, I don't know how to ask this in a way that doesn't sound rude, but what are you? You're right, you don't. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I acknowledge that. I'm someone who wants their voice heard. If you don't play me, that won't happen. I'm okay. So are you the loot, or are you something else that's like... Attached to the loot? Like, what? 
we are one in the same for now. For now. And for a while. So you're not the loot, but you are the loot. There you go. <laughs> that makes no sense. I'm not asking you to understand. I'm just asking to have a voice. But it kind of freaks me out when I play a musical instrument and there's a like singing voice that comes out. Because that's not supposed to happen normally when you play a musical instrument. I think you should get comfortable. I'll help you with many things, but not with putting me down or putting me away. Okay. Here's the thing, though. I, for sentimental reasons, I need to fix that loot. I need to. It was my dad's loot. I can't leave it broken. Can't let that happen. However, me fixing that loot doesn't mean that we can't still jam. Because now that I know you can talk, I've got questions. And I've got stuff that I would like your help with. Because this loot that you are a part of, whether whatever, is very old. And I have interests in old things. Hmm. And so I need your help, which means I can't put you down. Roll persuasion. Yeah, that's about right. Use your fancy ability to roll a second die here. I can't remember what it's called. Inspiration. I was going to say, inspiration, yes. Bardic inspiration, no. <laughs> the loot will not help you convince itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But inspiration, always. Okay. I've been sitting on this thing forever. I can't sit on it for another week and risk having another brilliant conversation and going, mm, that is If you're going to use it, roll both those dice. Oh, right. Because it's <laughs> advantage. Paying attention. Roll the five and a two. <laughs> so what does that come to? Shit. <laughs> That's um, not a number. No, uh, it's 12. If I help you fix it, do you promise not to play it? Ever? Until you have helped me. Until I've helped you do what? We'll get there. We'll get there. To be honest, that freaks me out a little, but okay. Then yes, I can certainly help you fix that loot. Just to be clear, though, we're not going to have this conversation before I try to do any magic, right? Because... (sighs) It's gonna. This is gonna be tough for our working relationship. Only if you try to do it wrong. Wow, that just took a turn for the. I don't know what I'm doing. My goodness. Okay. Um. Okay. You play magic very weird. I'm sorry. Um. Well, I mean, you'll notice that that's a four string loot, and you're an eight string loot. So it's yes. I'm used to one. Well, it's not like you play the music poorly. You just play the magic oddly. I mean... I'm getting to that later. Because I think I know what she means. I'm pretty sure. In fact, I know what she means. Okay. Uh, cool. So then let's do it. Okay. You and the loot finish casting Mending on your dad's loot. And it is repaired. Mm. It is whole. The crack is gone. It looks... Mm. I was going to say it looks pristine, but I don't think it did look pristine before. No, it was definitely well-loved is a good yes. word, term. And as the crack sews itself back together, 
you feel that kind of familial connection again with the loot. This is the loot your dad gave you. You get that sense of family and home again. So happy I might cry. (laughs) It's my loot. Very good. Now let's put it away. Where it can't get damaged again. Yes. It's right there. We'll be fine. Okay. So how old are you exactly? You or the loot or both or... Very old. It's impolite to ask. Well, yes. Except I have a feeling that you just want me to play the magic in a way that doesn't exist anymore. Magic still exists. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but in a form that doesn't exist anymore. Let me ask you this. If you were going to play and I, like, reach somewhere and get this, like, power balance of the fourth age book that I still have out. If you were going to play, oh, I don't know, Lesser Restoration and I turn to the page in the book, how would you play it? I can't play myself. You can sing, though. I, I can't see the music. I'm an instrument. I can know what you want to do, but that doesn't mean that I can read music out of a book. So then, I don't perceive as you do right now. So then how can you help me figure out how to play like you want me to? Practice. Can we just go drink beer and jam? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So any downtime that I have, I'm going to try to understand, like, I'm going to spend attempting to understand the difference between how the loot wants to play and how I'm currently playing. That's going to be my grapple for a while. Well... Because I have a feeling it'll make me understand this book. It's late enough in the evening that if you were to do that now, you would not get enough rest for tomorrow. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying, like, any downtime that I have where I'm like, no, I'm done for the day. Like, that's what I'm going to be doing. Okay. You remember that. I can't possibly remember everything. I'm stating it. Okay. It's recorded. It's recorded. Let the record show. (laughs) Okay. And we proceed into the morning. Aaron is having repaired his dad's loot. And having made a very weird connection with this fancy loot. And you're all woken with shouts of panic. Uh Uh-oh. The royal army approaches. They bang on the gates, demanding entry. Asking for the lives or the capture of the leaders of the Bard's Rebellion. They seek to put order back into the city. Luckily for you... Colonel Faybrook and his forces are no longer organized enough to let them in. So they must force their way in. The pounding on the gates is quite loud. But without a battering ram, it would take them a lot of time to get into the city through the gate. Did it have a battering ram? No. What they do have, though, (laughs) is a squadron of flying kobolds. Ah... Fucking kobolds! I knew they would come back to bite us. Mm-hmm. And as now the banging about getting us a magical trebuchet doesn't sound so crazy. See, magical trebuchet wouldn't have enough time. Though. And as the banging on the gates rings out, the winged forces of the kobold squadron start to fly over the city walls. Oh yeah, they can do that. And that's where we'll pick up next time.
as the royal army attempts to retake the city of Karami. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. Hey folks, my name's Rob, and I spent the last 15 years working in the British film industry, making movies of all kinds. And my best friend Sam, and he spent the last 15 years being educated beyond all mortal means. He's got a doctorate, he's got a master's, he's the smartest man I know. And each week, we come together and we talk about movies. We talk about the colours in them, we talk about the characters in them, we talk about the themes and the ideas they present. If you like movies like we like movies, we're here each week on Kaiju FM talking about movies. Find us wherever you get podcasts.